Hello, so my name is Father Victor. I, I probably should have mentioned again, I'm currently assigned as the vocation director for the Archdiocese. So if you've seen the poster with all the guys studying to be priests, it's my job to oversee their studies. And then I do a lot of work with the youth, going to youth retreats and schools and youth groups, preaching about vocation, God's calling in our life. We all have plans for our life, but God does too. So uh, particularly with guys who feel called to the priesthood, I'm the one who works with them. So if you know any young men who you think uh, should be priests, send them my way, and uh, I'd be very appreciative of that. I can easily say one of the most important moments of my life happened when I was in eighth grade. I grew up in Montgomery, Alabama at Church of the Holy Spirit Parish. And I distinctly remember after Mass one day, we were having coffee and donuts. And there I was working on my third jelly-filled donut, minding my own business, enjoying myself. When all of a sudden, from across the room, this guy who was a junior in high school named Lee Murphy started to walk towards me. Now, at this point, not many people knew who Victor Engels was. Eighth grade, chubby, kind of insecure, bowl cut, just trying to make it through middle school. Everybody knew who Lee Murphy was. Quarterback of the football team, handsome guy, straight A's, really good looking girlfriend, kind of your all-American kind of guy. So this guy starts walking towards me. I remember just getting nervous, being like, what's, what's gonna happen here? Is he gonna push me down or what's gonna happen? And I always remember he came up to me and he looked me straight in the eye and he said, hey, you're Victor Engels, aren't you? And I remember I didn't say a word. I just held my donut and stared at him in disbelief. Just, he goes, well, I'm pretty sure you are. He said, but uh, I was just wondering. I'm having some guys come over to my house Wednesday to play basketball. Do you want to come? Just held my donut. Didn't say a word. Stared at him. <laughs> he said, look, I already talked to your mom. She's going to drop you off. So uh, I'll see you on Wednesday night. So I remember riding over to his house Wednesday night. My mom dropped me off from her minivan to hang out with Lee Murphy. And some other guys my age showed up. And Lee kind of gathers at some point after we played basketball and, and began to talk. Now, at this point, Lee could have pretty much said anything and I would have been game. You know, he could have sat us down and said, hey, guys, I've got a bowl full of drugs. We're all going to do them and we're going to see what happens. What do you think? And I would have said, sure, Lee Murphy, you're doing that? I'm definitely doing that. <laughs> but what he did do that day was he shared with us about his faith in Christ. I did not know he had, a couple weeks before, gone to our pastor. He was blessed to raise up with a family that really passed on the faith, and he had some older people kind of invest in him, and he really kind of took to the faith. And so he wanted to pay it forward. He went to our pastor. He asked the pastor to give him some names of some eighth graders that he could have a Bible study with and just kind of take under his wing and do what he could to encourage them. I don't know why my pastor gave him my name and a couple of my buddies' names, but I'll forever be grateful. Because that day, Lee Murphy, a guy I really looked up to, sat down and told me the importance of Christ and his life. And for the next two years until he graduated, once a month, we'd go to his house, we'd play basketball, and then he would do his best to share his faith with us. He'd encourage us to be respectful of our parents and our teachers. He'd encourage us to be respectful of our girlfriends and friends. And he would just try to do his best to encourage us. My sisters used to always give me a hard time, and they used to say, oh, you're doing that just because you want to be like Lee Murphy. 
And I say, no, it's not. I'm just, I'm just doing what I want to do. It might just be a coincidence. But looking back, it's amazing that the impact that somebody can have on your life, an older friend, an older brother kind of figure. Lee played football in high school. I played football in high school. Lee was captain of the football team. I was captain of the football team. Lee got involved in student government. I got involved in student government. Lee went to one summer camp in the summers. I went to the same summer camp. Lee dated a girl from our rival high school for two and a half years. I dated a girl from our rival high school for two and a half years. That's kind of weird, isn't it? <laughs> At the end of high school, Lee went off to a school I'd never heard of in my life in Greenville, South Carolina called Furman University. Where do you think I wound up going to college? Furman University. Lee joined a fraternity, I joined the same fraternity. Lee was pre-med, I was pre-med. Lee was a biology major, I was a biology major. Lee learned how to play the harmonica so he could play with this blues band at our, 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 our house parties. I learned how to play the harmonica to play in this band at our house parties. Lee had a very complicated relationship with a girl from our sister sorority his first year of college. I had a very complicated relationship with a girl from our sister sorority my first year in college. If God wouldn't have called me to be a priest, at some point I might have just changed my name to Lee Murphy and just gone all in. <laughs> and it's just wild looking back. I never consciously ever decided that like, oh, Lee's doing that. I'm going to do that. But it's amazing the impact that an older friend, an older brother can have in your life. One of the sweetest moments of my priesthood was getting a call from Lee Murphy one day and asking me, if I would do him the honor of baptizing his firstborn son. I can't tell you what a surreal moment that was. One minute I'm in eighth grade, chubby, insecure, eating jelly donuts, minding my own business. And the next moment I'm a Catholic priest baptizing Lee's son. It's the grace of God. It's amazing the impact that an older friend, an older brother who's kind of walk the path ahead of us, can give to us as we face those same bumps in the roads, those same thresholds in life. It gives you a certain confidence that you too can follow that path. And not just survive, but find deep fulfillment. And I share with you all this story this morning because today we celebrate the ascension of Jesus. We look to our older brother, our friend, who has walked the path before us. A long time ago in Lent, we watched our older brother go through the ups and downs of his public ministry. During Holy Week, we saw how much he suffered as he went through these stations of the cross, and he was rejected, and he was crucified. On Easter, we celebrated with great joy that our brother had overcome all the odds. He had risen from the dead. And throughout this whole Easter season, we've been following the resurrected Christ as he has visited the apostles and disciples and encouraged them to go deeper into the mystery of our faith. And all of that culminates today at the ascension as we watch our brother make the last part of his earthly journey from here to there. From earth on in to heaven. And it's important for us to remember today that every moment of Jesus' life, from his birth in Bethlehem to his life in Nazareth, learning to do carpentry and being at home with his parents and doing his public ministry, his suffering, his death, everything was leading up to this moment in which he makes this final journey back to his Father in heaven. 
Whenever you're going somewhere, it's important to keep the destination in mind, else the details can, you can get so caught in you forget the whole point of all this. And Jesus did all this not just uh, to help us, but to lay down the path for us to follow him. For us to have confidence as we go through life that every moment of our lives is preparing us to take that final journey from here to there. On earth, on into heaven, to be with him, to be with our heavenly father for eternity. And it's important for us to remember in our life, there's a great saying I stole from another priest. He said, there's nothing in our past that is not part of God's loving plan for our future. There's nothing in our past that's not part of God's loving plan for our future. We don't know many times why things happen as they do. We don't know why God allows us to go through certain things. But one thing that we are confident in because of our brother Jesus who's gone before us is that no matter how bad things get, even if the world is covered with a pandemic, a virus that affects us all, even if we get crucified and nailed and rejected by our family and friends, our loving Father not only can but wants to reach into these circumstances as the great weaver, the great engineer that he is, and to weave them into his plan for our own redemption and our own journey from here to there. There's not one moment of our life, our greatest joys, our greatest sufferings, that God can't touch and weave into part of his loving plan for our future to bring us from here to there. And so as much as an impact as Lee had on my life as an older friend, an older brother, today as we celebrate the ascension, God wants us to have that confidence to the nth degree when we look at our brother Jesus. He's come and he has walked the path before us so that we can follow with confidence, knowing that nothing can keep us from the love of Christ and nothing cannot be used by God to be part of our path, to be with them one day in heaven. So let us renew our confidence in our friend, our brother Christ, as we celebrate his ascension, his final journey into heaven today. Amen.